This is Pave It Black. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Today I am lucky enough to have Dr. Buzz Powell from NCAT, or the National Center for Asphalt Technology, with me. Could you just quickly tell us uh, what, what you do at NCAT or what your role is? I'm an assistant director at NCAT, and my primary area of responsibility is the NCAT pavement test track. I've been there for over 20 years now with, with that responsibility, and now uh, I have a big implementation of findings focus in the work that I do for NCAT at Auburn University. I guess I'm really interested to find out how you got into the asphalt side of the business or how you started your career, how your career has progressed into where you are and kind of your path into the industry. So I started uh, with Alabama DOT in 1986 as an unclassified laborer and they found out that I had a computer programming experience. I had studied information systems up to that point in college. So in addition to to working with pavement distress teams in pavement management as a laborer, I, I started helping to do programming in Fortran and COBOL for our pavement management engineer we built the original pavement management system for Alabama DOT, and, and I got much more interested in the engineering side of things than I was in information systems. So I changed majors and, uh, and kind of started over from a college credit point of view and became a civil engineer. And then from, from LDOT, did you go directly to the test track, or did you have any other jobs in the industry? No, I, I've, I've been very blessed to have a pretty diverse career. So when I, when I graduated, got my engineering degree, they moved me over to, to Geotech. I, engineer, I, I interned in Geotech with Alabama DOT and did a lot of bridge construction and loved bridge construction. It was, it was a lot of fun. I was on a big bridge job. We had a, an accident on the job and a large piece of equipment fell and almost hit me. It landed just a few feet away from me when it, when it fell. And so I, I made a decision not to do that forever. And I decided, I love civil engineering, but all this big giant stuff hanging over my head is a little more risk than I want to have because I had young children and everything at the time. So I went to my boss and, and, and he decided that he could use my skill set in doing asphalt, asphalt pavement research. Interesting. What about working with asphalt or research, I guess, is exciting for you? Or what makes you keep coming back? Or, you know, I mean, you've obviously been involved in it for quite a long time and are very passionate about a lot of the projects you're working on. So I guess I'm just interested in kind of what, what drives you or what excites you about it. Just the ability to make an impact, you know, the, the ability to change the world. Infrastructure is so important to society and the ability to have to make an economic impact through improvements that we can bring about in the construction and, and maintenance and preservation of infrastructure, to me that it doesn't get any more rewarding than that to be able to make a change. You know, I, I'm, I think you know my philosophy on life is God's got a plan laid out before everybody, and, and when you can walk your path, that's when you can be really rewarded professionally and be and feel fulfilled and content. You know, and, and for me infrastructure is, is, is that path. You know, I, I find it to be very rewarding that I can make that kind of an impact. 
But then the other big reason is just the community that we have. And I think you probably would agree that that the community of people in our in our industry, there, there's I can't imagine there's there's a better group of people to work with in an industry. And I grew up on a farm in central Alabama, and I, I, I make the analogy all the time between the farm community and the paving community. I think I think most of us kind kind of have a farm mentality, and it's because of the the strong link between life on a farm and life in construction. Rewarding work, long hours, close-knit people, and it's just the community of people are, are amazing. So I mean, I don't hesitate to encourage young people to, to enter into our industry because it is so rewarding and because the people are so great. Oh, yeah, I agree. I definitely have a similar background growing up on a farm and a similar experience with the close-knit community and the industry is mm-hmm. uh, I, I would say hard hard to picture that it would be available in a lot of other industries just because of that tight-knit you know family almost feel when when there's meetings or even within companies there's always that kind of tight-knit feel because you're working together to That's right. accomplish some pretty challenging projects and, and the people really care about each other you know there's a there's a sincerity to the way everyone cares for each other that just I've, I've not not been a part of anything like like that ever before as long as we can communicate that to to young people that are trying to identify career paths that are rewarding and professional and personal ways I don't hesitate to encourage young people to to look at getting into pavement construction I know you're heavily involved with a lot of research and um, taking that research to implementation so I think it'd be interesting to gather your take on where we're heading maybe in the next five ten years as an industry well the, the fun thing about my job at NCAD is I, I, I sort of get to change hats and and think like a regulator one minute and think like a contractor the next minute as we're dealing with new materials and new methods and new specifications and then building that stuff on the track. So I'm constantly asking myself, if I'm an agency, can I write specifications around this and can I enforce those specifications? And then if I'm a contractor, can I, can I bid jobs and build jobs with this and would I be scared to do that with a, with a profit motive behind it? And so I, I love being able to have that perspective and I think it's because I spent 12 years with Alabama DOT as a as a spec developer and enforcer and a regulator and then I've kind of been living like a contractor at the test track for the last 20 years and you know I, I look out in the marketplace and state DOTs are being impacted by changing the changes in their workforce the way we're being impacted by changes in our in our workforce over the next 10 years I, I really want to be able to to leverage that unique perspective that I have from both sides of of the contract to make the world a better place. You know, I think we've we've learned things through our work at NCAT and through our work at the test track with all the different state DOTs that fund work within the research cooperative. We know how to build and maintain better pavements. We know how to improve pavement value, how how to improve life cycle performance, how to make pavements a better investment for state DOTs. I'm excited about implementation because I see it as an opportunity to take the things that we've learned and to, to help expose state DOTs to that thing so that we can improve the value of asphalt pavements and, and improve infrastructure in the United States. And that's what I want to do with the, with the, with the rest of my career is, is really focus on implementation. I can't imagine a, a more exciting thing for a young person to, to get into who's motivated to make the world a better place, you know, to, to change things. We're not a we're not a stagnant industry. It's, it's an exciting, dynamic, and change-oriented industry. 
and I think it's a great place to be for the for the next 20 or 30 years for a young person who's looking for a career path. Do you have something that seems like it always surprises people, like if they ask you about what you do or about the the facility, like the test track or what's done there? Is there anything that really surprises people if they're maybe not from the industry? Well, I think it surprises people that that such a, a targeted investment has been made in improving quality. You know, there's a lot of cynicism out there in, in society about governments and their level of investment and, and agencies and, and the competence in the agencies and, and the willingness to you know, embrace changing technologies. And I think it always surprises people that such a targeted investment has been made in improving the quality of roads. And, and I think it also, for people who are, are not involved in our industry, that they don't really get how complicated it is to build roads based on the economy of locally available materials and, and determining what are the best proportions of those materials to provide the greatest value. I kind of equate it to being a cook at a diner versus a chef. You know, it's really easy to cook, but it's very challenging to cook a great meal. Our materials and and our product is much the same way. You know, anybody can mix rock and sand and asphalt together and and make mix and go put it down. But, But in order to create the most value, you have to know what is the ideal way to mix all those materials to get optimum performance. And then once you get it down, you need to know how do you maintain that? What's the, what's the best way to maintain that? So the fun thing about how our mission at the test track has evolved, we started out as a 1.7 mile oval perpetual pavement and we were doing research with mixing materials just in the surface layers. And then in the early 2000s, we evolved in conjunction with the needs of our state DOT clients and we started doing pavement thickness research. So not just what are the best materials to put in the surface, but you know, how, how thick does the pavement need to be? In later years, that mission evolved into pavement preservation. So it's a picture of optimum value for asphalt pavement infrastructure in this country. You know, and it, it really is a holistic view of pavement construction and maintenance and preservation and, and performance. And you know, people that are not involved in what we do, just they don't have any idea that there's that concerted of an effort underway to make the best investment of taxpayers' dollars. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you sharing some of your perspectives. And well, th- thanks, yeah. for ha- thanks for having me, Brett. I appreciate it very much. That concludes today's podcast, and we look forward to the next episode. And until then, remember, keep paving it black. Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits to Colleek. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes, or at www.asphaltpavement.org podcast. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.